I mean, I was pretty stubborn. Most of my friends were telling me, like, get out of the city. It's just going to get worse and worse. But between what I had read and then also just, like, um, even, like, the president being, like, it's only going to be two weeks, yada, 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 not that big of a deal. That's what Tim Booth thought in early March during his daily subway rides to work in midtown Manhattan. The Philadelphia native and student at the Fashion Institute of Technology was like many in the country's largest city. His place of business, like most in the United States at the time, was still open, and as a healthy 21-year-old, Booth felt as though the coronavirus wasn't a true threat to him. But as it became apparent that the Big Apple was becoming the country's COVID-19 epicenter, Booth knew he had to get out. I'm Matt Lingerman, and this is Covering COVID. here with Tim Booth. He is a Philadelphia native, but now lives in New York City. So Tim, if you wouldn't mind just telling me a little bit about yourself, um, where you live and what what's your life like in New York City? Okay, so I'm uh, currently I live on the Upper West Side of New York City. Uh, I'm a senior at Fashion Institute of Technology, which is in Midtown. Um, and then I also work in an office, uh, in like clothing and product development, which is also in Midtown. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously you're kind of moving a lot within the city. At what point did you realize that this was going to essentially stop life as you knew it in New York? Uh, well, my office, well, school shut down relatively early, I guess, but my office continued to stay open um, past the time that most people had already shut down. So, uh, I guess it was like the second week when all schools had already been shut down, um, all bars and restaurants like that, that final weekend was like, felt just like a long snow day. But then that Monday morning when I was commuting in off of the train, um, it was like eight forty-five, which usually I'm either like crammed up next to someone in a train or I'm even having to wait for a second train to come. And that morning I like had a seat. Nobody was, nobody else was on the train. So early on, I know there was like, everything was kind of in a state of flux. Cause at first you had, you know, government officials saying, okay, you can go out, but wash your hands a lot. Okay. You can go out, but limit it to 10 people or less kind of giving you these like basic guidelines that kept changing as a young person, as someone with a social life, what was your like thought process in the early stages when somebody said, Hey, let's go out and get a drink or something like that. What was that thought process like for you deciding whether or not to go? Yeah, it was for me. I like, I just really didn't want to be scared of it. So I remember there's Thursday afternoon, we had gotten out of class and it was our last um, on campus class that we had. So me and my buddies, we started hanging out and then hung out that entire afternoon at somebody's apartment. And then that evening it was three of us, but just two of us ended up going out for drinks because the one guy was so nervous. But I was like, from what I had heard and what I had read, it was just like I had no underlying health conditions. I was obviously a younger person. I'm in pretty good shape. So I thought, like, even if I do catch this thing, which I thought was inevitable already then, um, I'll be able to make it. And then, like, I went out that night. I even went out the following night. And then that Saturday night, I made the decision to like stay in because it had, even in two days, had ramped up quite a bit. And was there ever a point where you kind of like did the math and thought, 
okay, I was hanging out with this person who might have been with this person who might have talked to this person that has it. Yeah, I, well, there was basically the week that it had been, the outbreak had begun in New York. I had like seasonal allergies because the weather was in this weird flux um, and I had been out running a lot. So that Wednesday evening, I had gone, uh, and this was like before all bars and never and restaurants were shut down. That Wednesday evening, I had went to an event um, at a bar, and I found out like the following Monday, basically, that someone there had contracted it. Um, and thankfully, I was only there for like 15, 20 minutes, and I saw a picture of the guy, and I, I had never come in contact with him. But still, it's like I would shaken hands with other people who might have shaken hands with him. So it was like from basically that, that next like 10 day period was a, a little nerve wracking because it's like symptoms would show in anywhere from like a lev- like two to 14 days. So I, I was kind of unsure like where I stood. Mm-hmm. And I know that you eventually made the decision to leave. Can you just take me through that decision process to leave the city and then where you went and how that all uh, went down? Yeah. When I made the decision to leave, my office was still open, but I was only working there three days a week. Um, and I decided to leave on a Tuesday because I got a push notification from the New York Times saying that New York City might go on like a lockdown basically the following day or be ready to be on lockdown in the next 48 hours. Um, and I had like no real definite form of income and I didn't think I'd be able to float myself for however long a period it was. So I just like hopped on a train immediately and then I made my way down to uh, Philly and then ended up that weekend coming down to my house in Margate and at the Jersey shore. And then just haven't left since. Mm -hmm. And obviously I don't know how many people you've, you had come in contact with over that period, but you, your parents live in Philadelphia and you interact with them at some point. Was ever that kind of thought in your head? Well, about worrying about what if you had, what if you had it and gave it to them? Yeah, hundred percent. Cause that was my argument with a lot of people was that, um, I mean, most of my friends were obviously all college students. So we come from all over the country and all these people had been leaving the city. And I'm thinking you guys were just out this weekend. You might've contracted it from someone. You might not know it yet because we're all healthy, but you're going to go home to parents and you're going to be in your like little small towns in America. And the way that this thing, like, uh, passes from person to person, like five cases becomes 500 so quickly without you even knowing. So for a while, that's why I thought about just staying in New York, mm-hmm. but just ultimately made more sense to come home. Mm-hmm. And what did your parents kind of have to say about the whole thing? Like when you decide to come home and whatnot? They were, they were happier when I was home, I think, because, you know, they, they're both in like pretty good shape themselves, even if they are like, you know, obviously older than, than like us, but, um, but yeah, they're, they're definitely happy for me to come home because in New York, you're so much more likely to get it now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm, I don't know the exact timeline of, I know you see the pictures now of Times Square is literally empty and it's kind of eerie to see. I don't know what the yeah. timeline of that. Did you, you mentioned being on the train. Did you kind of see parts of New York that it was just so abnormal to see empty like that? Yeah, so I work um, I work on 38th in between 5th and 6th, which is like my station stop every morning is Times Square, 42nd Street. Um, 
And I remember going out for lunch that Monday, which would be, if I'm doing the math correctly, um, this will be my, this will be my third week down here. So that must have been like Monday, the 16th of March, I think. Um, I went out for lunch and I'm walking down Fifth Ave. It's usually like packed shoulder to shoulder, especially at lunch rush. I could count on like my two hands the amount of people I saw. It was like it was very eerie, very strange. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So I know that you mentioned your dad's been down to Margate a couple of times, but for the most part, you've been by yourself. What's that? Mm-hmm. What's that been like? Honestly, it's been it's been all right. I mean, uh, I got a lot to do. Thanks. I have more to do down here than I would in New York or Philly because, like, in cities, I feel like I'd just be more locked down. But here. Um, Atlantic city, the beaches are still open, thankfully. So I can go and surf. Um, it's, uh, it's a beach town, so it's not super populated. So I can still go for runs. I have a backyard to work out in now. Um, I've honestly been like very active, which I still kept the social distancing in mind. But like the, the only time I really come in contact with anyone is I go to the market once a day just to pick up like something for dinner. And other than that, I'm not really seeing anyone face to face. Interesting. Um, so I guess the final question I have for you is I know that your plan is to eventually stay in New York and work there, especially because of your industry. But at the same time, we don't know how long this is going to last. Is it weird knowing that your next trip up to New York is going to be probably to move out of your apartment or something strange like that? Yeah, it's. I was talking about someone. It was just weird because my lease is ending at the end of May, and I know I'm gonna have to like move out, and I'll probably have to be back here for at least a month or two. I don't know how much longer, but um, yeah, it's it still hasn't hit me. I imagine once I'm back in the city and I like am moving everything out, then it'll hit me, which will like suck big time. Booth initially had plans to move into an apartment in New York with friends from work, but with job prospects murky, his future has become unclear. that we shouldn't touch our eyes, nose, or mouths. But what if you're a dental hygienist whose job involves putting your hands in other people's mouths? That's next week on Covering COVID.